Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How you doing tonight, Catherine? Oh, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you. I mean? Well, I'm a little out of sorts because I just woke up in my child's bed after putting them to sleep and now came down having a glass of wine talking to you. So you're having a post-nap glass of wine before <laughs> bed? Yes. That's what I like to do. I like to fall asleep in my clothes and then get up and feel groggy and have a glass of wine and then go to bed. You know, it's a very complicated habit, but you know, it's... uh. It's what we do. It's what we do over you know, at this house. Here's the deal. The my priority is to spend time with you and I also love wine and the night is it's like our time, you know? It's quiet here. It's not there's no mayhem. It's it's a good time. It is a very good time and there are some rumblings of kids upstairs, but um hopefully we'll make it. You know, in our in our half hour of date time together. We'll we'll get some peace and quiet. Welcome everybody to the long finish. It's episode 102. We've done 102 episodes or 101 episodes of the show so far, and we have not discussed or highlighted this grape varietal. Real, unbelievable. Unbelievable. There's been a lot of murmuring in our DMs. When are you going to get to this? When are you going to talk about this? So here it is, folks. Catherine, what are we drinking tonight? You will not believe this, everyone. We are drinking the Unturned Stone Spider Chase Cabernet Sauvignon. From Waterhorse Ridge Vineyard in Fort Ross, Seaview, AVA in Sonoma, California, vintage 2018. 2018. Excellent. So fun to have a wine with a little bit of age on it. Fun to have Cabernet Sauvignon. And and, and, and let me tell you something. The reason that we haven't done an episode on Cabernet Sauvignon is frankly because we don't drink that much of it. We don't stock a ton of it at Esther's. You know, our ethos is often about the grape variety you haven't heard of, a region that's a little bit off the beaten path. So we don't have a whole ton of Cabernet Sauvignon in stock, especially not from California. But when I tasted this wine and Randall, our sommelier at Esther's, tasted this wine, I think it was maybe last vintage the 2017 we first brought in we were so impressed and we were impressed with the winemaking we were impressed with how it showcases the grape itself and we were like no questions asked yes it's going on the shelf so this is a wine i uh, a cabernet sauvignon that i'm really happy to sell more on cabernet sauvignon in a minute yes we did it we are hitting the public right where it wants it Nice Cabernet. But first, let's talk about what's going on in your world. You were napping. <laughs> in my world. I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I you were was napping. So- I, was, <laughs> I was in dreamland there. Well, the news in our world is that we are going on another date this week. Oh. We're going to a concert. Catherine, you can't say that you're the biggest fan of the show. We're going to go see Dead & Company as they kick off their final tour, supposedly, at the Forum on Friday night. You and I are going. I went to a Dead & Company show at the Hollywood Bowl maybe last fall. Also not a deadhead, an appreciator of their music, but everyone was having so much fun. We've talked about this on the podcast. Everyone was having so much fun at the concert. I just want to be where people are having fun. 
So I got us tickets when the announcement came out that they were doing their final tour. The forum is great for you and me because it's pretty close. It's easy for us to easier for us to get there than it is to get to the Hollywood Bowl. And we're going to watch them kick off their tour. I have no idea what to expect at the Hollywood Bowl. People were not even in their seats. They were in the stand, you know, they were in the the aisles dancing, maybe doing nitrous balloons, beach balls everywhere. You know, everyone was having a great time. I have no what idea what to expect because the forum is closed off. But you know, it's an arena. But um, you and I are going. I'm ready for an adventure. Yeah, it's going to be an adventure. Um, hopefully, they play. You know, there's some songs I want to hear. I will say this next week if they played any of those songs, but Shakedown Street would be cool. Uh, you know, they played three nights at the Hollywood Bowl. The third night was like a banger set for them. There's, you know, a couple hits I would love to, to hear them play. Friend of the Devil would be awesome. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what we get. I'm up for it. That's going to be tons That's of fun. That's the fun part about like going to these iconic groups concerts people know who listen to the show went to pearl jam last year and they vary their set every night grateful dead does the same thing so you're not getting this cookie cutter set you're getting a grab bag of stuff some nights you're going to get they're playing two nights here at the forum so you're going to get one night of songs and then the next night will be something different so but we're going out we're going to be we're going to be young we're going to be cool we're going to be out on the streets i'll be there after a nap <laughs> yeah well, yes you nap every night every night so we're fully back. We're you know we're excited about what's going on, Esther's. We, it's a little bit warmer. We got some great stuff planned. There's um there's a big pop up at Esther's. Yeah, we have a super fun pop up this week. Wednesday night, Lamora is coming with their pizza oven to cook up uh on the street. This is like the kind of pop up I've dreamed of since we did that fried chicken and champagne night with Chef David Quill from Little Fatty. This is super fun because I just love wine and pizza together i mean who doesn't pizza and beer is a thing but pizza and wine is so great and and the problem is like just deciding what you know what wines we're gonna pour really it's just almost anything years ago i loved um writing the list for milo and olive i just think there's a lightheartedness to those kind of pairings and you can like anything goes you know from champagne to like barbera Whatever. How's the pop-up thing going? What's your opinion? It's been fun. It draws a, like just such a fun energy to Esther's because it's somebody new and maybe like a bunch of Westsiders don't know this new these chefs or they've heard of them but they haven't driven over to the east side to try this restaurant or it's a restaurant that's like we had Chef Tony Messina who's moving here from Boston. He was a James Beard, a winner in Boston and moving to LA. And so he's doing pop-ups to open his new restaurant. This was last month. So it just draws a different energy into the space, which I think is really fun. And it draws attention to the fact that we have great food at Esther's. And people think of us as a wine bar a lot, but we have got great food. Do you find that the staff is saying that you're getting new guests coming in for these events? Or is it usually regulars coming in? It's a good mix. You know, I feel like definitely always new people, but there are just some regulars we'll always see as well. And we're going to that, right? Yeah, we're going. And we're going to sit outside with our kids, probably right next to the pizza oven. It'll be super fun. I'm excited about that. You know, I've been doing, uh, I, was, I was traveling over the weekend and I, I noticed that, you know, I've gotten out of some habits, not eating my best, drinking a little bit more than I probably should. So starting um Thursday... Thank you. No, actually, you know what? Dead Company's on Friday. So starting uh, maybe next Monday, 
I'm getting I'm getting back into it, getting serious, getting my beach bod ready. Oh boy, we'll hear about that next week. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll I'm, we'll, we'll we'll pull a beach bod wine. I'll post my regiment on Instagram, so stay tuned. It's it's pretty serious. It's pretty intense. A lot of cottage cheese. You know, a lot of protein shakes. Anyway, stay tuned for that. Speaking of protein shakes. Speaking of protein shakes, this isn't one, but it <laughs> smells so good. The nose is just gorgeous. Even off air, one. you were raving about the nose of this I wine. Really I, what, what, I really was. What's I, interesting I, about this wine, I'll just quickly say, is that it makes you think of Cabernet it, immediately. The, the nose is like, oh, this is Cabernet. I know. I was thinking that. Like, you know, I remember being in blind tastings, and there are some Cabernet Sauvignons that if they weren't from Napa, you know, if it was a Bordeaux, sometimes it could fool you. Now, this isn't from Napa. It is from California. But right on the nose, you would just, you would blind this in a heartbeat. So, okay, so everyone, that, that, that's my question it, to you. Give it to me. Give it to me. What makes you say, oh, yeah, this is Cab? It's a great question because I'm a not, you know, I'm not a novice, but I'm not a professional. Let me put my nose in it and tell you what I, why I think it's Cabernet. Yeah, Why? It's just the fruitiness of the nose. It's like a, a it's got a ripe fruit nose. It does. What kind of fruit? It's blue fruit and you know red fruit. And even it's like purple. It's just a, it's a, it's like a it's just a really ripe, not quite stewy, but it's in like a slow cooked fruit world. Am I somewhere in the ballpark, sommelier? I definitely get that dried and stewy thing. And I get I get a lot of black fruit. Black fruit, that's interesting, yeah. Some red fruit too that you said, but more black and a little bit of red. But I get that what you're talking about, that stewy. It's like stewy and dried at the same time. It's but like it's a, so it smells like it's sweet, right? Like it does. It's just that r- super ripeness, overripe, that black currant. Yeah, so the blue thing is wrong, but that's you know. But you were getting you you were just you know talking out loud. Spur the moment, yeah. That was just really fun. So tell me what else. No man, you're putting me on the spot. Come on, this is fun. Spicy, spice stuff. Like it's a lot of spice. Not not spicy, but spices. Like like a like a cedar box, like spices, right? Spice box. Yeah, dead body. (laughs) Um, like like a coffin. (laughs) I got a coffin. Blue fruit in a coffin is what I get. <laughs> this is the best tasting of Cabernet Sauvignon. Did I pass so my, my level three? <laughs> you did. <laughs> you named you named the wine. Oh my gosh! Wine is clean. The wine is sound. <laughs> what else? <sighs> Let me revise all my thinking because this is what happens to me I, a lot. I love you, this. You, you test me at home a lot, and I sort of have to work through my thinking a little bit. Now I'm doing it. I won't edit this just to show people what I'm going through. But it's a, like so many Psalms. I do this too, where you you put your nose in, you're like, I know what that is. And, and so many classes and the court requires you to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just go really slow and talk about all the things, like give reasons for that and give yourself a buffer like, oh, well, this could be this or this could be that. Because if you just already put your nose in, decide, you close yourself off. Yeah, we talk about this when you and I, when you test me. And um, a lot of times I just jump to conclusions and then, and then you're like, is it? And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's not. So I'm doing that tonight live for the audience. It's black fruit. But I... I some red fruit. I, yeah, for sure. It's that stewed. Not It's not like overripe. Like it's not um, cloying. But you get those fruits that have been sort of mulled down a bit. For sure. With the spices. With the spice. Yeah. And... Um, what else uh, other than the fruit? That black currant, black cherry. That's all I got for right now. Let the boss take over. 
it's like you've been student driving. I'm I'm in the car and you're sort of like, uh, okay, now uh, take a left here. And uh. <laughs> I liked everything you said. The only other thing I get is maybe a little chocolate. A little. I hear that. And there's a kind of like dusty minerality. Sometimes people call it the pencil shavings or maybe graphite. But you really do get that with this wine. So one of the indicators of Cabernet is pencil shavings, graphite. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What I'm not getting on this is a bunch of toasty oak. We get all of those baking spices and the warm spices, but without that like oaky thing, which is so cool because I, I just think this is, like you said, you put your nose in it. It is cab. Maybe it takes you a second to say what the words are, but it is everything you're going to see in the book. This is what you get on the nose. It's interesting exercise. It's like you're familiar, you're so familiar with something, and then you have to say, like, well, describe it to me. What is it? It's almost like if you were to go to your grandma's house, like everyone's grandma's house have such a distinct smell. And for me, it'd be like, I know what that smells like. It smells like grandma's house. Well, describe it, and you have to sort of like break down what the smell's like. That's interesting. But I, what, I was, what I'm getting again is um, blue fruit and coffin. <laughs> blue fruit in a coffin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your grandma's buried in there, and you yeah. got blue fruit. Yep. Uh, in her garage. Okay, so, well, I think that's the cool thing about being in a tasting group or tasting, you know, with people who are like-minded is that you're practicing all the time, naming things, and it's great if you're in a tasting group or if you have friends or partner with someone who is farther along in their tasting and they can name something and you can say yes. I mean, when I'm doing staff trainings at any of the restaurants, I'm always like, you don't have to name the things, but if I say it or someone else suggests it and we agree, yes, can you detect that? That's what's important because, you know, whoever decided on this language that we're talking about wine, it, it's just our language to talk about wine. Let's just be clear. There are no blackberries in this wine, no blueberries, and certainly wasn't made with a coffin. <laughs> But (laughs) these are ways that we're talking about it. And I think people have, you know, whether or not they want to agree on this way of talking, you know, some people want to be more poetical. And in different countries, people have different terms that they use as well. But in any case, let me remind you what we're discussing here. Mm -hmm. This is the Unturned Stone Spider Chase Cabernet Sauvignon from Waterhorse Ridge Vineyard. It's from the AVA Fort Ross Seaview, which is in Sonoma. This is California, 2018. So again, so textbook on the nose. Did you, I'm sure you've had some of it. You've sipped it. Well, the amazing thing about this wine, when, like you said, it's 10 o'clock at night on a Monday. We're taping. You've just been in a nap in your kid's <laughs> twin bed, putting them to sleep. I've been setting up for the podcast. We started the podcast being like, do we even want to drink? Do we even want to do the podcast? But this wine, do we want to drink cab? Right. I know. Yeah. But all those things go away when this wine is like the nose is pleasing. You know, the conversation kind of gets a little bit more fun because of the wine. And all of a sudden you're enjoying it. We're like, let's not drink the wine. Now we're drinking the wine. I'm probably going to have a little bit more wine because the wine is so well made and delicious and evokes like the feeling of Cabernet that you want to have when you have a Cabernet. It does. Now, I would say also... The palette is, it delivers, but it's also surprising. 
that's what's fun too, because you have all that ripeness in the nose. And then the palate is more of that red fruit that you were talking about. It's brighter. It's a little bit less ripe. It's got more of that minerality. It's delicate. This is not a heavy-handed Cabernet. It doesn't have big texture. There's not velvetiness here. And there is great acidity. Like it's fresh. There's tannin coating my mouth, but not a ton. It does have so much freshness. But I love what you said because we're sort of in our brains like, okay, it's late at night, but we're thinking. But then you start to just pay attention to what's in front of you and maybe... You discover something new. It's the fun of the podcast, right? Let's see where let's see where it's going. That's the it started fun off of a little life. rough. I have to admit, Catherine. I was like, "Is Catherine awake over there?" I'm sort of like, I had toothpicks under my eyes, like <laughs> poking them up <laughs> here. Well, you talk about like what evokes uh, fun in front of us. Can we learn a little bit about the winemaker? Yeah, I think what that I was trying to remember what was the first wine I tasted from these folks. So it's a cu- uh, a winemaking team, Randy Check and Aaron Mitchell. And um, Randy's been in the wine business for a long time in Northern California. He He's worked for like legends. He worked for Flowers. He now consults for Gary Farrell and a bunch of other um, wineries you've totally heard of. He's actually from Colorado originally though, I think. And then Aaron, she was on the buying side and worked for farm wine imports for years and they got together to start this project. And it's rather recent, I want to say 2013, but the first wine I had from them was White Zinfandel, and it had a funny label, like hand-drawn label, it looked very homegrown, and it was dark pink, and it was so delicious, and so I came back for more and more of their wines. Now, this has a different label, this is of their sub-label of Spider Chase, which is super wines that are from vineyards that are really small and they just can't produce very much. And so this vineyard is really neat. They have pictures of it on their website. It's called the Water Horse Ridge Vineyard. So it's just on these really, really high slopes, very rocky, very like just the soil looks so thin and barren kind of terrain and it's only two acres and it's overlooking the ocean. Fort Ross Seaview AVA is in Sonoma. It's within the Sonoma coast. We are talking right on the coast. Super cool. This is a small AVA. It's only 600 acres and about 80 miles northwest of San Francisco. I remember when I was doing my SOM test or some training I went to some or it maybe it was the advanced course and I did um, a seminar on the Sonoma coast and the the speaker kept talking about refrigerated sunshine and I remember that so well like you're high above the coast you're so the altitude is high the fog burns off the sun is right there so you get so much sunshine but because you're at this high altitude it's still cold and cool so the rapes Grapes are getting this ripeness, phenolic ripeness, taste ripeness, flavor ripeness without the sugar ripeness. I just think that's so cool. And this is very much this vineyard. And they have a picture of it on their website. You can just see the ocean. You can see like the trees around. It's gorgeous. Organic. It's farmed with a horse and a donkey and to take care of the gophers they got a jack russell that runs runs around it's dry farm that means it's not irrigated and the couple that owns it they have a small family they have other crops that they care for they have just wanted to have a vineyard and they planted this site i think in the late 90s 
So it's just beautiful. What a really special site. And they were talking about why would you plant Cabernet Sauvignon here? Because mostly the Sonoma Coast is like grapes that we think of for cooler climate because it is rather cool with the winds whipping off the ocean. We think of Pinot Noir. That's a cooler climate. Um, Napa, which is not too far, is definitely warmer. That's where people usually plant Cabernet Sauvignon. But they said they wanted to plant something with thick skins that could withstand this terroir and this the wind. And this is so cute. They wanted a, the little black dress of wines, you know, something that would have versatility to stand up to, you know, the trends in the market. And I love thinking of Cabernet Sauvignon as the little black dress. It's so true, right? I mean, it is the most popular red wine in the world. So I love that. They're like, you know what? We're going to farm this the way we want to farm it, but it's Cabernet Sauvignon and it's going to sell. I love that. I also love refrigerated sunshine. I think both those terms are just are really amazing. It's cool. It's a cool way to think about it, both the region and the varietal. Any other tidbits on the winemakers? Well, I mean, definitely a natural wine, native yeast fermentation, hand harvested. This was fermented in the age 12 months in neutral oak, so no big oak. Also, no sulfur added, unfined, unfiltered. So very much a natural wine. Love this for, you know, let's say you're you're a natural wine drinker and you want to bring something to your parents' house for the weekend and you know that your parents have big stashes of like big Napa cabs. This is something different. It's not a big Napa cab, but it's still a cab and it's natural and it's no sulfur and it's gorgeous. This wine opens up so well. It is very stable. I'm a huge fan. A couple questions on Cabernet and your relationship to Cabernet. You talk about not having a lot of Cabernet at Esters. Why is that? I mean, we know it's popular. You know, people are into it. Why do you not go all in on Cabernet? I mean, that's probably just one of my weaknesses. You know, as a buyer, I think the best buyers don't buy for your own palate, but you buy for the restaurant and you buy for your customers. You can't buy to your customer's palate because your idea is to bring something special to them to show your point of view. But that Cabernet is often one of those blind spots for me where I have to remind myself, oh, yeah, look over there. Come on now. You don't have any of that. You know, whereas then I have, you know, I don't know, 20 GMAs. Or if I truly bought just for my palate at Esther's, maybe we'd have two red wines and 200 white wines. (laughs) So you have to balance it out. And, And there have been times when the lovely light red section is so big and the robust red is very small. So it's always a balancing act to keep those sections stocked, keep good wines there, but also, you know, anybody who walks in there is going to know what I love and know my point of view and or Randall's because we very much share it. And that's okay. That's okay. But it's just you know, it's not not always top of my list. Maybe because it is the favorite of everyone else. Or maybe because, I don't know, I've had so much of it. You know, I just want something different. But you know my thing. I want to walk by the shelf and try something new. So this is a case where Cabernet fits that bill. Now, you mentioned Napa. Obviously, everyone knows Napa cabs. And you mentioned Sonoma is known more for Pinot. Well, certainly Sonoma Coast. Sonoma but Coast. different parts of Sonoma, there's wonderful Cabernet grown that's or what, different that, grape that's varieties. That's where I was going. Is there more? Zinfandel. Yeah. All, all, a bunch of different grape varieties. It's a very big growing region, Sonoma. But the coast, the coastal area, mostly Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Syrah. 
But Cab, when we think about Cab, I mean, first you think about Bordeaux, right? That's the birthplace of Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet basically is a natural cross of Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc. So that started in Bordeaux. But it's hard to find 100% Cabernet in Bordeaux. Most most are blends. And then you have California, northern, I guess I'd say north coast California, and that includes Napa. You have South Australia, Chile. And then, I mean, you can find Cabernet in Italy. You can find Cabernet all over. It really is the most popular grape variety for red. As listeners of the show, you all know we love to share our red wines because, you know, we feel like we wake up not feeling our best drinking bottles of red. But I'm looking at this bottle of wine and being like, I think I need to have a little bit more of the wine because it's really this is really delicious. Genuinely, your glass is empty. Here you go. I don't know if it's a fruit day or what, but this wine is singing tonight. Now, here's a here's a genuine question for you. I'm thinking back to the episode where we had your parents with us. We're choosing a wine for them. You know, I chose something... Your mom didn't love it. Your dad was humoring me and he was wonderful. He was there for the for the whole thing. You know, he was he was just there to to try something new. But do you think they would like this? Definitely. Yeah. It's funny you bring this up because I was actually looking at some of the uh the the data of our podcast and that episode with my parents, which I believe is episode 80, is one of our most popular episodes. Is that right? It is. And I was thinking about how the fact that my mom told you that she didn't like the wine. <laughs> was great. And, uh, and I thought, um, yeah, I was thinking about the wine that we had that that episode, and I think that they would like this one more. So maybe we'll keep a bottle around for our parents. If you can find this wine, we'll talk about where you can get it in a second. And you share it with some friends. Let us know how they think of this cab. Give one to your cab, you know, cab file friends. See what they think of this wine. But what are we eating with this wine, Catherine? What's a good pairing? I mean, I'm really just thinking about ribs right now or like some mouth-watering steak. I definitely have red wine, red wine, <laughs> red meat on my brain for this right now. You're pairing a red wine with a red wine? Yeah. This Cabernet Sauvignon goes great with Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that sounds good. Would it go well with the pizza that we're going to have on Wednesday for night? For sure. Oof. Yeah, with like some sausage on it. Great, because it's not too tannic. Mm-hmm. It's not too heavy. Where can people find this wine? Certainly at Esther's. Certainly a lot of places in California. Unturned Stone is the name of the Any reason why it's called chase. Spider Chase? Well, the the Spider Chase is the sub-label. I'll probably have to look it up. And it has a spider on it. Yeah, listen. If, if the winemakers are listening to the show, hit us up and let us know why it's called Spider Chase. I didn't do my research. And I'm curious. Because if, if at first blush, I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking like spiders wouldn't go well with a, with a wine name. But... You know, wines are named anything these days. They're like kids born in, you know, the 20-teens and the 2020s. Any name goes now. I don't know why it's called Spider Chase, but these folks have a really fun Instagram. (laughs) I was going on there hoping that I would find like a little story, but just kind of got lost in, in the fun. Some of their newer stuff is more about the wines and the stuff that's been on there a while. They have some stuff about the vineyards. Definitely shows what fun they have together (laughs) crushing grapes with their feet or harvesting with their friends. These people have a lot of fun. So it's good to know that wine is serious and not too serious. We waited 102 episodes to open a bottle of Cabernet. I think it was worth the wait. This wine's delicious. All right. We might have to dabble back into Cabernet. We'll see how this, this show rates. 
Will people tune in just for Cabernet? We're going to find out. But uh, if you have to find a Cabernet to share with some friends and family, Spider Chase, great way to start. It is a great way to start. I mean, one thing is true is that life is way too short for bad Cabernet. Don't be drinking that Cabernet at an unknown bar. Oof. All right, let's get to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. I'll go first. Catherine, you mentioned, obviously, we've been talking about Sonoma. You mentioned San Francisco being 80 miles away. I was in San Francisco over the weekend, and that was my inspiration. Love being back in the city by the bay. It was where I became sort of an adult post-college. I lived in San Francisco for a couple years. Played some golf with my good friend Chris Clark at Cow Club. We went to the city... On Friday night, we had some sushi. We walked around some old neighborhoods, Cal Hollow, the marina, North Beach. Just laughed about some jobs that we had. Um, Chris is now very uh, successful uh, in his field. But we both started our careers um, working as temps, where we did uh, quality control for stores like Walmart, where we would scan their CDs and made sure their CDs would play. Did you really? This is correct. Uh, we, were, we were joking about it. And the song that I remember scanning the most was Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird. It would like You would put the CD in the scanner and like the video would start. And uh, we had to make sure that like cuss words were bleeped out and everything. And it was like this windowless room uh, where we were just like QCing merchandise. Amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. It was really funny. But great to be back in San Francisco. The weather was amazing. I mean, we had 72, 73 degree days, which, you know, I've always said it was tough for me to live in San Francisco because it was just too wet and rainy. But the best days in in, in the world to me were like the sunny, warm days in San Francisco. Really special. So we got one and I got tan You, you because of it out in the sun. You did. Walking around, enjoying, um, just enjoying sort of seeing people out and Great to be back in San Francisco. It's we got to go back. It's it's only a fifty minute flight from L.A. It's crazy that we're not there more. So um, just inspired by being up in San Francisco over the weekend and and getting a little nostalgic about what life was like as I was starting off my life post college. So Catherine, what is inspiring you this week? I just finished this great book that was a birthday gift from my dear aunt Amy called "Such Big Dreams" by Rima Patel. What a fun read. What a fast read. Heartbreaking. Just a great story. This was published about a year ago. It takes place in India. A former street child, kind of her new life as she is navigating office life. It goes back and forth in time with her growing up without parents on the street and what happened to her and now trying to make a new life. And it's fast paced. And I believe this is it's just great storytelling. You want to keep reading to the end. It's a quick read. And I think this is the author's first book. Incredible. Like just what amazing storytelling. Amy loves stories about India. And since I get many books from her, I am loving stories about India too. This is just uh, totally worth a read. And it, it's it's quick paced. It's really fun and heartbreaking at the same time. Thank you, Catherine. All right, that's it. That's it for episode 102. Episode 102 of The Long Finish is in the books. Thanks to everyone for continuing to listen to the show. If you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We're almost at 100 reviews. We need those reviews and subscriptions to kind of keep us going, keep us amped up. We're starting to put some videos on our uh, YouTube page at The Long Finish. So you go over there. And if we get 50 subscribers there, we can start going live and do some live tastings and things like that. So if you have a chance to go over to The Long Finish on YouTube, just hit the subscribe button so you can uh, get announcements where we're going to try to do some live 
tastings, talk about you know whatever, whatever things we talk about on the long finish. So please do that. Catherine, where can they find you and the long finish on social media? I am on Instagram at Catherine Wild Coker, and the long finish is there as well at the long finish. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Back with an episode next week. Thanks to everyone for listening. Until then, be happy, be healthy, and happy drinking. Ciao.